Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the Women of Golf show. I'm Ted Odorico and joining me of course is none other than Legends Tour player and LPJ professional Cindy Miller and we are the hosts of the Women of Golf show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. We got a, a great sh- a ha- yeah, <laughs> as we're both a little stuffed up this morning from all the pollen and and uh, the remnants of of an early spring, but uh we'll 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 push through. Um we got a great show this morning. Uh we're going to start off, of course, with the Own Your Game series that, that Cindy's been bringing us uh, every week, and uh, we're going to continue on with the next part of it. And then uh, a little bit after, we're going to have four students uh, from Cindy's uh, Own Your Game Academy uh, are going to be joining, and, and sort of straight from the horse's mouth, as they say, uh, we're going to get some of the feedback and some, uh, you know, ask them some questions and get some comments from them, uh, some uh, juniors, actually, that have been taking the program for, what, about three months now, Cindy? Yes. So we'll get yes. uh, we'll get some some comments and and uh, have some questions answered from them as they uh, join us here in a little bit, and then a little bit later on the second half of the broadcast we're going to be joined by Symmetra Tour player uh, and LPJ player now um, Mallory Blackwelder. And if you remember, her mother uh, was on a few weeks ago. Myra uh, Blackwelder was on with us a few short weeks ago. So uh, all in the family, as they say. But let me just uh, very quickly say, let me just remind everybody, of course, we are live every Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, on the blogtalkradio.com network. Just go to blogtalkradio.com, up in the search key, type Women of Golf, and uh, you'll get to the show there uh, during the live broadcast. If you can't tune in live, not, uh, not to worry. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Women of Golf and uh, scroll down to the On Demand section, and you can listen to it uh, when it's convenient for you. But we hope you can join us live. Uh, it's a lot more fun that way. Um, also, it's available through iTunes at iTunes.com. Go to Podcast section. Again, type Women of Golf, and that will take you to uh, the program uh, available there as well. Uh, to speak with our, our guests uh, or to talk to Cindy and my, or myself, uh, you can call in live at uh, area code 347-945-5855. And you can also email any questions or comments to womenofgolf at gmail.com. And if you're interested in coming on the show, uh, you can email Cindy at CindyMillerGolf, Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com, excuse me. Uh, or you can also reach out to me at TED.GolfTalkLive at gmail.com. Um, as I mentioned, we're going to start off again with the uh, Own Your Game series. So, Cindy, why don't you start us off, and then we'll uh, keep an eye out for the kids to, to call in. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, week number one, what we talked about was define your game. You know, why are you here? What are you looking for? When someone comes in for a lesson, you know, they either are trying to stop a pain, alleviate pain, or they're seeking reward. Um, what would that mean? So maybe you have the shank or you slice your driver and you want to hit your driver straighter. Or you might come in and say, I really want to play golf in college and I'm not sure how I get there. So that's the end goal. Or I want to win the club championship, or maybe I want to break 100. So we need to know why you're here, what you're looking for, where are you now. You know, let's um, figure out what you're doing right now. What do you shoot? What's your ball striking pattern? Do you draw it? Do you fade it? Do you top it? Um, How did you get here? How long have you been playing? How often do you play? Um, all these questions need to be answered before we move on. And then once you know your why, a plan can be created to produce the results you're seeking. Um, You might just want to go have fun with your family. And, you know, you don't really care how well you play. You just want to be able to move the ball down the fairway, which is fine. Um, 
step number two, which we had a couple weeks on, was who are you? So it's very important, um, especially if you really want to achieve greater results in golf, that you know who you are. Because not everyone's the same. Um, Tiger Woods acts totally different than Steve Stricker, but yet they're both on the PGA Tour. Same thing with uh, Lydia Ko and Suzanne Pedersen. You know, totally different. Paula Kramer, Morgan Pressel, mm-hmm. Lexi Thompson. They're all different personalities. So uh, what's your personal behavior style? Do you fire at the pins or do you prefer to lay up? You know, what motivates you? And, and if you really want to unlock your potential, you've got to be willing to expose elephants and reveal the truth. Uh, depending on the level of success you're seeking. Because um, some of the kids that are going to be on the show, you know, Alex happens to be very quiet and shy and methodical, and Emma and um, Tori are very competitive, and Annika is a little more precision-oriented. So, again, you need to know who you are, because only then can we find what your personal strengths and, and possible, you know, weaknesses are so that we can make a game plan to improve. And today we're going to talk about a game plan. What do you need to learn to achieve your goal? You know, do you have a plan that will produce the results you're looking for? And what steps do you need to take and how much time are you willing to invest? So uh, that being said, if we just want to hit the ball in the middle of the club face somewhere and hit it down the fairway and we don't care if it goes very high but we want it to be straight, We, you know, we're going to devise a plan that will help you achieve that goal. Um, on the other hand, if you really want to play golf in college, you know, well, where do you want to play golf in college? So yeah. uh, I can use Annika as an example. She said, I want to play at Stanford. I go, oh, okay. And that was last <laughs> year when she was in fifth grade. Now, right. that's not to mean that she can't do that. And a year or so ago, Emma wanted to play at Duke. Well, that's when we have to say, well, where are you now? And where do you want to go? And what's the time frame to achieve that goal? And what kind, that will determine the effort that might be needed to achieve that goal. And that's why these kids are doing this four-month program, because right. they realize what they're looking for and where they are right now doesn't match. And, and what do you do? Let me just ask you a quick question, Cindy. What do you do in a situation where – you know, you're working with the student, and, and this is obviously you have to include the, the parents in the conversation, but if their goals based on their, their current uh, level are maybe a little too lofty, do you sort of burst their bubble and say, it, it's just not going to happen? Or do you say, this is what you're going to need to do to get from where you are now to where you need to be? How do you, how do you make that transition? Well, it depends on the child, again, because of their personality. You don't want to burst a perfectionist bubble, but you might right. say, why don't you go online and look and see what those kids are shooting mm-hmm. and look and see if there's anything written about the eighth grader that's committed to go to that school and then go look up the eighth grader and what they're shooting right now. Right. And to be honest, then the facts appear, excuse me, before their eyes and they go, holy cow, you know, so, yeah. It's kind of, that's when I would bring up um, Cindy from Silver Creek. You know, it, there's a big world out there, and yeah. and you've got to go investigate, and you've got to seek out what you're looking for, and then the truth shows up, and then we say, okay, if this is really what you want, this is what we've got to do to try to achieve it. And and the sad part of golf is that, uh, and Mallory and my son Jamie can attest to this. You can work your butt off, and you may never get what you're looking for. Right. Which is, you know, delay is not denial, but, you know, or me. You know, I worked my tail off to get a scholarship at Miami. I got the scholarship at Miami. I tried to qualify for the tour. I did on my second attempt. And then, you know, I struggled to keep my card. I just was not good enough to sustain a life out there and make enough money to play. Right. And, you know, so there aren't a whole lot of Michelle Wee. But what you learn on the way to trying to become that is invaluable and priceless. 
Yeah, and and as we've attested to many times, um, you know, over these last couple of years that we've been doing the show, is really golf teaches you a lot of life lessons, uh, you know, along the way. And um, you know, even even if you have aspirations of playing on the tour someday, and maybe they those aspirations fall short. What you're going to learn, as you just indicated, is going to be invaluable, and it may lead you in a different direction um, that you may never have, have discovered if you hadn't have at least taken the chance and, the, and given yourself the opportunity to begin with. So, um, great, uh, great point, Cindy. All right, so let's. How do we delve in, and what what do we do to to start this game plan? What do we do to to get things going? Well, let's pretend. Give me an give me a scenario. It's it's easier if you give me a scenario. So give okay. me an example of a student, and they don't have to be a junior, and they don't have to be a. I want to play the tour. They can be a normal civilian, if you will. Okay. Let's say you know you've got somebody. They're about fifteen years old, sixteen years old. Um, uh, you know, not necessarily wanting to play the tour. They're they're maybe shooting low eighties currently right now, if if they're lucky. Um. And they just want to be able to, you know, play competitive, not necessarily on a on a, a tour, but maybe uh, on a school team. Uh, maybe they would love to to make it onto the college team, but not necessarily go beyond that. They just want to play some competitive golf, um, but they just want to improve. They want to be able to get their score down um, to at least be making pars. Are they a boy or are they a girl? Uh, let, let's go with a girl. Okay. So it's a lot easier for a girl, a young girl, to play on a college golf team if they're shooting in the low 80s. So if they choose, and you know what, I have a young girl just like this who's a senior in high school, and she could be a walk-on at Ohio State University and maybe never play uh, in the top five. Or she has been offered scholarships for D2 and, uh, well, D, D, some D1 and, and D2 schools. D3 does not give you golf scholarships. D3 can give you academic scholarships. So the question to this young girl is, how hard do you want to work? And how much time do you have? And the answer is, I don't want to work that hard because I'm really smart in school and I'm taking all um, – college-level courses, and I realistically probably can't, if I don't put in the effort, I'm not going to be able to shoot 75 and lower. Therefore, the realistic goal is let's go where lower D1, high D2, that I will be on the top five and I'll get to play. Mm -hmm. So then if that's the case, she can come in twice a month just to sustain what she's got. Right. In the winter. In the winter. Again, it also depends on where you live. So I have not seen her since boot camp. And and I won't because she doesn't have the urgency or the motivation to really work hard because she doesn't need to because she's going to get a scholarship and she's okay for the level that she's at. Now, for the last three years, she's worked really hard to get to that level, to go from shooting low 90s to low 80s, high 70s. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, and, again, and you want to play high D1 college golf, you've got to shoot under 75 from the ladies' tees in your junior golf tournaments. And very few people are willing to work that hard. In fact, in all, we have taught golf in Buffalo for 30 years, and we have taught three kids, our son, uh, no, four, four, that have gotten – Full rides. Wow. Four to D1 schools. I mean, there's many more that have gone to D2 or lower D1, but I mean really good top 50 schools. So the effort, yeah. And, and, and when I say that, the longevity and the experience of us teaching that much, it just you really have to want to do this. It's not an accident that these kids play in college. And you know where it starts? It starts with the U.S. Kids Golf Tournament. I mean, I've got a seven-year-old who shot six under par 30 in a nine-hole tournament at seven years old. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. So, and these kids in the U.S. Kids Golf Tournament, I mean, Tori and Annika will tell you, it's like they're little mini tour players. 
with their parents, and their parents are so pushy. Holy <laughs> cow! It's like easy, well, easy. Yeah, and, and that's and that's something that um, you know you have to be careful at. There's a fine line because. Uh, you know, what what I was referring to as well about, you know, sort of bursting that bubble is it's not just with the students. I mean, the students you, you have to sort of handle with kit gloves because you don't want to, to have them, um, you know, their dreams or their aspirations shattered. But at the same time, you have to put things in perspective with the parents. And a lot of times the parents have pretty lofty goals of them, their own. And as you just pointed out, will tend to push their kids in a direction that maybe the kids are not ready for or maybe they don't really even want. Or they don't have the ability for. Or or don't have the I ability. Mean, you know, it's like, hey, you cannot create a Tiger Woods or a Michelle Wee. Those no. kids have been chosen by God, in my opinion, yep. to be who they yep. are. Now, you can do everything in your power to be as good as you can be, and I'm all for that. But you cannot make yourself into a superstar. I mean, you can work really hard, but, again, there's limits. And, and I believe that you should push your limits to the max mm-hmm. and and wherever it takes you it takes you and you know there's more to life than being on the PGA or LPGA tour trust me right exactly so, so you know again i do want to i do want to say something about normal people that play because most of our listeners are going to be normal people and not junior golfers who want to play in college and right. and i believe you know most of my students are normal people who just want to hit it better yeah and and I would say to you, the, the five wives' tales are the biggest detriment, which also keep me in business. And those wives' tales are keep your head down, keep your left arm straight, shift your weight, turn your shoulders, one together, hit the ball and follow through. Those five things that people tell you to do all the time are the biggest causes of every miss you'll ever have. So yeah. if you are aware of those, what I find with most of my students is their pictures of what they think they're supposed to do are the mm-hmm. opposite of what they should do. And if we can reveal that, they leave in 30 minutes going, holy cow, that was awesome. <laughs> so, you know, that's, right. that's what I would say to our, most of our listeners. So, again, if you're interested in doing the Own Your Game Online Academy, um, send me an email to Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. It starts Monday night, April 4th from 8 to 9, and it's $249. And it includes three online assessments to discover who you are and then four one-hour uh, group coaching sessions live, and you can listen to recorded Perfect. as well. Perfect. Uh, all right, Cindy, I see that we've got uh, our juniors ready to come on, uh, your your academy uh, participants. So I'm going to bring them on here. Just give me a moment, and then uh, we'll welcome them onto the program. Perfect. Okay, they are all on now. So you want to introduce uh, our, our academy uh, students, and uh, we'll begin uh, our discussions. Okay. Why don't you guys, one at a time, Alex, are you here? Yes, I am. Good morning, Alex. Emma, are you here? Yes, I am. Good morning, Emma. Annika, are you here? Yes, I am. Corey, are you here? Yes, I am. Well, good morning, guys. Thank you for doing this. They're all in different different parts of the country, I think. Uh, Tori, you're in Florida, right? Yes. Emma, you're in Ohio? Yep. Alex is in Buffalo, and so is Annika, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm so Very excited, cool. Alex. <laughs> well, since you, since you haven't met me, my name is Ted, just so you know who I am. And uh, Cindy and I are, are going to um, have a great discussion with you this morning. We want to hear about some of the things that you've been doing. So, Cindy, uh, go ahead and start us off, and then I'll, I'll just sort of jump in as we go along. Okay. Um, why don't we start with what your what your goal is and why you're doing the Own Your Game Academy. So if we were to say, what do I want to do in the next year or two or three with my game, or even this summer, what your goal is and why you bother to work at this. So it might be, I want to play college golf. I want to shoot under 45 for nine holes in a U.S. Kids Golf Tournament. Or I want to break 
80 most of the time, something like that, just so I don't put you on the spot and you don't say, holy cow, what's she talking about? <laughs> so, Alex, since you're our token boy, I'm going to ask you first, why are you working on your game? Uh, I'm working on my game because one day I want to play college golf and become the best I possibly can, see where it takes me. Well, that's a great answer. Very Emma, good. Emma, why are you working on your game? Um, I'm working on my game so I can play, hopefully, D1 college golf and, again, see where that takes me, as Alex said, because that's a really good point. Good. Tori, why are you playing golf? Um, my short-term goal is to improve my short game, and I want to shoot under 43. Um, my long-term goal is to play college and, yeah, to play in college. Perfect. And Annika, why are you working on your game? Um, well, my short-term goal is to make the golf team at school, and my long-term is to play in college. Wow. You guys have practiced wow. these answers. I'm very impressed. Four, four for four, as they say. Four for four, as they say. <laughs> so what have you learned? All right, let me – I want to ask uh, – Okay, fine. fine. What? Chad, no. are you there? No, go ahead, Cindy. No, you go ahead. That's okay. Go ahead. Yep. No, you, no, you go ahead. Go ahead with your question. Okay. Um, what have you learned about yourself by doing the Own Your Game Academy for the last three months? And this time we're going to start with Emma. All right. Well, I've learned a lot that I can um, improve um, because I can put my mind to anything, really, and I learned that I am the always one that wants to win, and you know this, of course, um, but I believe that if I, I've learned these past three months that if I can put my mind to it because I've improved so much in these past three months that I can probably do anything I want. Like, if I think about it, I could probably do it. Now, you went away during the February break and got to play with your dad. Tell us what happened. It was Charleston? Yeah, in Columbia, South Carolina. I was in Columbia. Okay. And what did you learn or notice? Did you see some golf team girls or something? Yeah, we did. We we saw the Gamecocks uh, practicing, the girls' Gamecocks practicing um, the second day we were there because we played two days and um, – the first day, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I beat my dad. He was just playing really bad, but I was just, it was it was just, my swing was like butter, and I never, I've never forgotten that feeling since then. And it's just, it feels so good when you're hitting it well and you're playing well, and especially when they pair you with someone you don't know. You can, like, show off a little bit to know that you're That's playing well. It's a really good feeling. So seeing that all of your hard work is starting to pay off probably changes your mindset from, ugh, this is hard, I hate working so hard, to, holy cow, I'm really getting better, yes? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Donica, I've got, or Tori, Tori, Tori's down in Florida right now playing with her grandma and grandpa. So tell us, are you hitting it better than you used to? Yeah, it's a lot more better. And is it going further? Yes. So what have you learned by really putting in the effort and working on your game for these last three months? Um, I mostly learned about my personality. Um, I have a fun personality, so I need to focus more in between shots. But during my shots, I, um, in my pre-shot routine, I zone in and focus. Wow, that's pretty good. So let me ask Annika. Annika struggled for the last three months. We've really changed a lot of things about her backswing and how she hits it. And she found a driver the other day that she was pounding to the wall. So what have you learned about perseverance, Annika? Um, I've learned that if I don't give up and keep trying and make sure that I don't need to be perfect all the time, I can do it. 
Now, I just noticed that you said you don't need to be perfect all the time because Annika has a personality where she would love to be perfect and everything should be in its place and she's really smart and she's really good in music and she just made all county. So being really, really good and perfect is one of her utmost motivations. So the fact that you say, I don't need to be perfect all the time, tells me that you've really learned a lot of amazing things. So I'm very proud of you. Now, Alex, Alex came to us about three years ago, and he was this skinny little brat who got really mad every time he missed a shot. And now he's like this mature, sophomore, cute kid. Um, What have you learned about yourself and about missing the ball and working on your game? Alex? Uh, I've learned that i got to trust myself and when things don't go to plan or aren't going for me, just kind of have to shrug it off because there's some things you can't change. Sorry. But others, you know, the things you can change, you got to try to do your best. Let me, you uh, let me You know what? I'm real- really proud of oh, them. They're oh. all taking personal responsibility for their game. I'm so proud of you guys. Yeah, you guys are fantastic. Um, okay, guys, let me ask you, and I'll I'll prompt each of you. Um, what areas, what area of your game do you struggle most with, and what do you do to sort of keep your composure? What do you do to, to keep your uh, as as uh, Cindy? you, Alex, that, you know, you were very frustrated earlier on when you came to her three years ago. Um, what do you do to sort of keep yourself calm when you're working on those areas that are tough? So let me start with uh, Anna first. When, what area of your game is, would you call your weakest area, and how do you keep your frustration uh, from getting out of hand? What, what do you do? What has Cindy helped you to, to handle those difficult areas? That was wrong. Did you hear that? Yeah. Um, Well, I think my area that I've had the hardest time is um, putting because I will do really good and get it up there, and then I'll do, I'll just miss an easy putt. And um, I just need to stay focused and know that I can do better. Very good, um, Tori. What about you? What what's what area of your game do you struggle most with, and what if anything has Cindy helped you to uh, to handle that a little bit better? What has Cindy done to help you handle that? Um, well, uh, my weakness is in my short game, mostly in putting, chipping. I've worked on this year, but um, if I get into my head, I always talk myself out of it, and that's what Miss Cindy taught me to do. Very good. Some great answers. Uh, Alex, what about you? What what area do you struggle most with in your game? And uh, has Cindy given you some, some tips or specific uh, suggestions to help you um, deal with that area uh, of your game that you struggle most with? Uh, I'd say I struggle most around the greens. Uh, but, you know, mostly I find the mental part of not judging myself compared to the other people I'm playing with the hardest. You know, Cindy just teaches me to stay confident and mm-hmm. not care what others think and just do my own thing. Perfect. Best best answer. Yet. And last but not least, Emma, what about yourself? Uh, a difficult area of your game that you struggle with a little bit here and there, and uh, what uh, has Cindy done to help you uh, to transition into uh, into a better player? Um, I would also have to say putting. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, <laughs> I had good putting last year, and I don't even know what happened, but I went out. I think Cindy's really taught me confidence, that confidence is key, because I've been every day trying to practice on this yardstick I got. And when I went out, mm-hmm. I'm going to play with my dad in Ohio at this one course, like 40 minutes away from my aunt in Canton t- uh, tomorrow. 
And um, just hopefully it'll be better because I've been practicing so often on this ruler that I think my count is really down on the short putts because it's only a three-and-a-half-foot ruler. But if I can get those short puts down, it's going to lead to long-term better, betterness, if that's a word, um, yeah. of, long, of uh, longer putts and shorter putts altogether in my confidence. So it would be safe to say that around the greens, particularly putting, for all four of you, is probably the, the most difficult area of all of your games, if I heard you correct. Is that right, all of you? That is correct. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Okay. And that's, I think, for most people. Most people can hit a pretty decent ball into the fairway and, and uh, you know, hit their approach to green pretty good. But a lot of people struggle with the short game particularly, and that's why I think, Cindy, you would agree it's very important um, to want to practice those short game areas uh, more so than anything else. Um I want to add in here, Cindy, if we can, real quick, uh, before we continue on. I see that Mallory uh, is waiting in the wings. So let me just do a quick introduction and bring Ma- uh, Mallory Blackwelder in. She's a Symmetra Tour player, also on the LPGA Tour. Uh, let me just uh, a quick uh, introduction, and we'll bring her into the mix, okay? Yep. All right. Uh, as I was just mentioning, Mallory Blackwelder is with us. She's on the line. Uh, she's a Symmetra Tour player and uh, played full-time last year uh, on the LPGA uh, she attended the University of Florida from 2005 to 2007 and then finished up at the University of Kentucky uh, in 07 to 09. She competed in the uh, Kraft Nabisco Championship back in 08 as an amateur and made the cut and was uh, tied for 10th after just her first round. Uh, she was a two-time winner in college, once at the University of Florida and once at the University of Kentucky. Uh, she competed uh, full-time on the Ladies' European Tour, uh, part-time on the LG back in 10, uh, and then com- uh, competed full-time, as I mentioned, the Symmetra Tour from 2011-2014, uh, sitting out for the 2012 season uh, with the, uh, an elbow injury, uh, but she was able to come back in 2014 and win the Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina, and has had a number of uh, career top 10s, and she finished 10th overall on the money list in 2014 on the Symmetra Tour, uh, earning her full status for 2015 uh, in the LPGA season, full-time Last year, let's uh, let's bring um, Mallory into the mix as well. Good morning, Mallory. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. I'm so sorry. I've got a cold and have barely a voice. Oh boy! <laughs> and you got up really early because you're in Arizona, aren't you? I I am in Arizona. Yes. Oh boy. Um, well, we've got well, we... four of my kids on on the line who I give lessons to. We've got Tori, Annika, Emma, and Alex. Emma and Alex are sophomores in high school, and Tori and Annika are in sixth grade. And they're all been taking my uh, four-month-long On Your Game Academy in Buffalo at the Golf Dome, which you happen to have been to, right? Yep, I have. A long time ago with your mom. Uh, I think it was with your mom, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. So I think we were, so you guys, we were on our way to a Canadian tour event. Yes, yes, yes. So Mallory's mother and I traveled on the LPGA tour together. We both played on the tour. And Mallory's dad caddied on the LPGA tour forever. And Mallory's brother caddies on the LPGA tour. And now Mallory is married to, is it Julian? Uh-huh, yep. And he caddies on the PGA tour so I'm going to do most of the talking so you're not dying here. Um, who did he caddy for on the PGA Tour? Graham Dillette. Cool. Which you just played. He, they played pretty good the other day. They did, yeah. He kind of struggled on Sunday, but had a good tournament in Tampa. Oh, that's cool. So Mallory has been at the top of her game. She won her LPGA Tour card on the Symmetra Tour after finishing 10th on the Symmetra Tour money list. And she's also been at the bottom of the game. So she knows what it takes to work your butt off, and she knows how depressing it can be when you play yucky. <laughs> so I had asked her some questions about how to improve, and the number one question was, the more you're aware of your strengths and weaknesses, the better you can become. So tell us what your answer would be to that. Do you agree or disagree? I I definitely agree. Um, like I wrote in the email, <clears throat> I've always been a short hitter. 
um, which is obviously, you know, just kind of a disadvantage right to begin with. Um, But I always have known that. And so I've tried really hard throughout the course of my career not to let it frustrate me. Um, And always, obviously, always trying to work harder to improve that. Um, But I kind of would make it a game, especially with some really long hitters that I would play with. Um, I would always kind of get a kick out of it if I hit it, you know, if I have a hybrid or a fairway wood into a green and I hit it to five feet and they've got an eight iron and they hit it to 20 feet, you know, it was kind of always (laughs) fun for me when that happened. Um, So I would kind of just try to, you know, look at it that way and not let it frustrate me because I couldn't do anything about it. You know, I couldn't immediately gain 15 yards off the tee. There was nothing in that moment that I could do. So I just had to forget about it and just kind of, you know, not let it get to me. You know, that's funny that you say that because that's one of my issues. I don't hit it very far, but straight is long, I guess we could say. And it's kind of like, it's the one thing that you, I have tried to buy yardage everywhere and you either are born with hitting it far or you're not. And, uh, if you're not, it is definitely a disadvantage, but you must be able to hit it straight. So I admire you for having that attitude. Let me ask you, who are some of the people that you've played with that have outdriven you by 30 or 40 or 50 yards that you've knocked it closer to the hole then? Um, <clears throat> I remember in particular, actually we were playing in, this tournament was in Syracuse on the Symmetra Tour, um, and I was playing with Daniela Iacobelli, who is playing on the LPGA full-time this year. Um, she earned her card. She's kind of bounced back, back and forth from LPGA to Symmetra, but she got her card back from Symmetra last year. Um, so this was probably like in 2013, and she, I mean, she hits it really far. So I had a five-wood in, and I, I hit it great. I hit it to like two feet, I think. And then, I mean, I don't know what club she hit, but she may have even had, like, a wedge in. (laughs) And she missed the green, and she even said something about it. She's like, I can't believe that you're way back there, and you hit it two feet, and I've got this club in my hand, and I missed the green. So, you know, it's just kind of funny. And and I've actually had (laughs) the girls like that. You know, they'll say something. They'll be like, wow, you know, I can't believe that you're beating me, and I'm out driving you by this much on every single hole. Because it's not about how long you hit it. It's about how you score, right? Right. So the second point that I made here was golf shows us the truth about ourselves. Golf is such an individual game is what you wrote. You must take responsibility for your level of preparation. Self-talk is extremely important. You can talk yourself into a bad shot if you doubt yourself or get down on yourself. So tell us a little bit more about that. I love the, the well, level of take responsibility for your level of preparation. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you know, there's when you stand up on that first tee, you know, everything else is kind of stripped away, and it's just you and that golf course. Um, you know, and if you're not ready to play, then it's probably going to show. You know, you might get away with it a little bit, but if you if you haven't prepared and if you're not ready, then you know that doubt is going to creep into your mind and. You know, and, and it's just going to cause a problem. Um, and then as far as self-talk, <clears throat> that, I mean, is so important, especially for young players to realize, you know, I have a friend who I feel like it really, he's a mini tour player, and I feel like he gets so frustrated, and it really holds him back, I think, his attitude, because he's such a great player, but he's very negative and you just can't be that way. You have to just always be positive. Um, you know, and I I worked really, really hard on that last year because last year was so frustrating for me. But, you know, I tried never to give up and never, you know, never get too down on myself, um, especially on the golf course, because <clears throat> you have to give yourself every opportunity to to hit the good shot next. You know, you can't look in the past. You just have to keep moving forward. How important is it for you to understand your swing so that you're able to adapt and adjust if you hit a bad shot? um, I mean, yeah, I think that's very important. I think it's important to know your tendencies, um, you know, to have a few things in your mind where, you know, if you – 
start hitting it right. Okay, well, this is maybe what I'm doing, you know, because you don't want to think, you don't want it to get too complicated in the middle of a tournament on the golf course. Um, but at the same time, you definitely want to know, you know, what it could be and, you know, a couple kind of quick fixes that maybe you tend to take it inside or, you know, just something simple to be able to think about on the golf course, say, okay, well, maybe this is what I did there. I'll try this on the next swing. You guys, uh, Alex and Annika and Emma and Tori, I want you to think of a question that you can ask Mallory here in a minute, but Ted's got something to say first. So in the background, just kind of one question that you'd like to ask Mallory. Go ahead, Ted. Um, Yeah, Mallory, this is Ted. Um, The the question I want to ask you is, you know, in, in today's society where everything's sort of instant gratification, everybody wants to be the best at whatever it is they do, um, but don't understand what, what goes into it, and you just talk about preparation. I, I'd like for you to, to explain in, in, in the best way that you can, given, given the fact you're not feeling too well today, um, for these four youngsters that are, that are listening to the show as well and joining us, um, what they need to understand about preparing. They all want to, to propel their games, maybe play uh, in, in high school and then eventually college and, and support them. You understand what it's been like going through that journey that they're about to take. Give them an honest perspective of what they need to understand if they want to get to that next level. What what kind of a commitment do they need to take? <clears throat> well, it is a huge commitment. Um, you know, you as a young person, you know, they're already probably sacrificing stuff, you know, traveling in the summer to tournaments. And, you know, I mean, I never had a normal summer as a kid. I never went to the pool. You know, I was always on the golf course. And then, you know, it just continues as you get older. Um, It does take a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. And you just can't, you know, it took me five years of, you know, playing kind of on the mini tours to make it to the LPGA. And then once I made it there, you know, I, I had a terrible year. And I, I made one cut and lost my card. So, you know, the journey is still not over. You know, I made it to the peak, but then I, I lost it. So, um, and, you know, it, go ahead. And, and well, what I was going to add to that is what do you do when you when you sort of slip into that pit? I mean, everybody, I don't care, even the best of the best out there, has moments where you know they're they're they've hit their peak and then suddenly um you know the, the proverbial stool gets kicked out from underneath them and they have to grind their way back up um what do you do what do you say to yourself when you get into that pit in order to propel you forward again um you know you just have to determine first of all whether whether you still love it and whether it's still what you want to do um when i had to sit out because of my injury in 2012, you know, that was a really, really hard time for me because mentally I was ready to play. I wanted to be out there and I couldn't, you know, I was having to just sit from the sidelines and look at scores and that was a really, really, really hard time for me. And then the next year I was still struggling, you know, I'd I'd had surgery and the 2013 season didn't go very well because I was still, you know, there were still some issues that I was dealing with and you know, it was really hard because mentally I just knew that I, you know, I wanted to be out there and I wanted to play well and I just wasn't. Um, but, you know, you just have to be really patient. And I think probably one of the best pieces of advice that, that my mom ever gave me when I was a young player and in college and, you know, trying to work my way up is that, you know, one shot or one round or one tournament does not define your career. Um, everybody plays wow. that. And, you know, you're never going to play perfectly, you know, much less for one day, but definitely not for a tournament or for a whole year or whatever. Um, but, you know, and you're going to have some really bad days because it's golf and everyone does. So you just have to let those go out of your mind. You can't dwell on it um, because, you know, everybody faces that and that's not going to define your career. What's going to define your career is how you get up and move on from that. Yeah, well said. Um, Cindy, do you want to, to let the the, uh, the academy students to yeah. jump in? And- yeah. Annika, do you want to ask your question first for us? Sure. Um, 
I was wondering, when did you decide that golf was your sport? That is a great question. <clears throat> so, and it's actually funny with, um, so I was probably 12 or 13, and I wasn't really that into it. I was playing um, in Kentucky. There's something called the Pepsi Tour. So I was playing a little junior golf tournament in the summertime, and it was actually when um, the the Women's U.S. Open was that week, and it was the year that Sayri Pak and Jenny Shashirisborn went into a playoff. And I know you guys don't know who she is because you're very young, but Jenny Shashirisborn, she played for Duke, and she was an amateur, and she went into a playoff to win the U.S. Open. And I just, I don't know why, I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. So I decided at that time that my goal was to play for Duke. And obviously that didn't end up happening. But I did, you know, I did get a college scholarship and play in college. And um, so that was kind of the defining moment for me to want to take it to the next level and try to get a college scholarship with it. And then um, once I was in college and, you know, I'd gotten to be pretty good, I played in the Women's Western Amateur and I won, I think that was in 2007, and that was kind of the defining moment for me when I knew that I was good enough to turn pro. Very, Very cool. cool. Thank you. Tori, what about you? Oh, I was wondering, what do you do to recover from a bad shot? Um, you know, you, I personally, um, you know, I'll, I'll get out my frustrations, you know, immediately. I'll, you know... I don't slam club. I don't really have a very bad temper. I'm I'm a pretty patient person, so I don't really like slam clubs or anything like that, which is good. And none of you guys should do that either. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I you know I'll say, oh Mallory, or you know whatever I say, and then I'll just try to move on, and then I'll start thinking about the next shot because if I've just hit it in the trees, I can't spend my energy you know thinking about what I just did. I've got to spend my energy trying to figure out how I can get out of the trees up there. <laughs> or how I'm going to face this really hard up and down or, you know, wherever it may be. Um, I, I heard something good one time. One of my teammates in college, she would she would hold on to her club that she just had hit the bad shot with, and she would walk with it for, you know, maybe five or ten steps in her hand, and then she would put it back in her golf bag, and then once she put it back in her golf bag, she was done. She was done thinking about that shot. You know, she allowed herself a little bit of time to be frustrated, and then it was the physical act of putting that club back in the golf bag that kind of ended that shot and then moved her into the next one. Kind of like a, a grieving process. Yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of like a grieving process in a sense. Exactly, yeah. That's a great idea. I like that. Um, go ahead. Very next good. One. Yeah. Emma, what about you? Um, my question is, did you ever feel at one point that you you wanted to give up and didn't want to keep going, or did you never have that mentality? Yes. Um, I I have, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a little bit facing that more now than I ever have in the past. Um, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break right now, trying to decide what exactly I want to do. Um, I have full Symmetra status this year, so I, I can go play on the Symmetra Tour if I decide that that's what I want to do. But looking back, um, you know, there were definitely times that <clears throat> that I wasn't playing well and that I didn't want to go out and practice and that I was so frustrated that I just wanted to go do something else. Um, but at the same time, I knew that I had this goal in my head to be on the LPGA tour and I wasn't going to give up until I got there. Um, so, you know, there, there were definite, definitely tournaments and, you know, after certain rounds that, you know, I just didn't want anything to do with it. And, you know, when you get to that point, you know, you may just need to take a step back and, you know, kind of reevaluate and determine what your goals are and then go from there. Okay. That's a Great good answer. one. Alex, what about you, honey? Uh, I was wondering, when you're playing with the long hitters or people you would consider to be very good, uh, do you ever get intimidated? And if so, how do you look past that and focus on what the task at hand? Yes, definitely. <clears throat> um, 
For me personally, you know, I think when I was on the Symmetra Tour, I, even with the long hitters and the girls that I knew were really good, um, I didn't get quite as intimidated because I was comfortable out there and I knew that I was one of the best players. I knew that in my heart. So I, I had that internal confidence that comes with that. But then last year on the LPGA Tour, I was very intimidated. Um, you know, I, I have watched all these women play on TV, and, you know, they're the best players in the world. It's actually a funny story. I, I got in the U.S. Open last year, kind of last minute, and so I didn't have a whole lot of time to plan practice rounds and stuff like that. So I was trying to get on the course as early as possible on Wednesday. So I signed up for the first open slot, and then I got to the golf course, and I was supposed to play with Suzanne Patterson. Mm. And I was very intimidating. <laughs> so I actually, um, I saw that there was a spot open behind her um, with Natalie Goldis. And so I actually moved into that spot because, you know, I had played with Natalie before and she's super nice. And, you know, Suzanne's a very intimidating person. Um, and for a practice round, I just didn't want to have that distraction. I wanted to just be, feel comfortable doing what I needed to do during the practice round. Um, but if you get paired with the person that you're t- intimidated by in a tournament round, you know, you can, <clears throat> you can look at it as a challenge and kind of go back into that game kind of mindset. Like I was talking about before where, you know, your challenge is, you know, to keep up with that person or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the same time, you can't worry too much about who you're playing unless it's, match play you know really ultimately you're playing the golf course but it's hard in that situation not to want to beat that person um i know my mom has stories from when she was on tour that you know whenever she would get paired with you know a big name player it it really fired her up to to have her best day because she wanted to beat him i think that's good though don't you agree yeah i think that's good though to be a little bit to have a little bit of nerves if you will uh, and butterflies when you when you're going up against some of the the top players on tour because I think if you don't, um, then you're not really being true to yourself because everybody's a little I don't care what situation you're in you're all always going to be a little bit n- nervous here and there correct? Absolutely yeah no doubt. <clears throat> Very good sorry go ahead Cindy. Oh, well I just think that's so funny I was at the I qualified to play in the LPGA Championship at Bully Rock. In, nine, in 2005, because I won the LPGA National Teaching Championship, and Jamie was caddying for me. And um, so we're on the first tee, and I had signed up to play with a friend. And here comes Michelle Wee, and it was when she was pretty new, you know, to, on the tour. And she had this entourage and her parents, and Jamie were standing on the tee box, and he goes, let's play with her, let's play with her. And I go, no, what are you kidding me? I don't want to play with her. I want to play with my friend. I'm like, I don't need to sit here and watch somebody out drive me by 100 yards and feel like I stink and have, because my, my self-talk would not have been very positive. And I was right. like 48 years old at the time, and I'm like, Jamie, shut up. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mallory, let me ask you a quick question um, since we're on the topic of, of playing with, with different players. Um, what do you think, what, what type of player are you? Are you kind of like an Annika Sorenstam in the sense, you know, Annika was always – um, very, very focused on, on her game. I mean, you know, a, a stick of dynamite could go off in the distance and she would not be deviated from what, what her game plan was. Are you a very serious-minded golfer? Do you consider yourself that? Or are you um, somebody that, that can be serious in the moment but then kind of uh, smell the roses at the next moment? What type of player would you categorize yourself? Um, I would say probably the second type. You know, I... I'm definitely serious-minded, you know, when I get inside the ropes and when the tournament starts. But at the same time, you know, I do like to kind of, like, chit-chat with my caddy between shots or chit-chat with the other players. You know, I'm not I'm not 100% focused all the time because um, I don't – I mean, personally, I can't sustain that type of focus for that long. Um, so I always enjoyed it when I got paired with people who – you know, I like to talk to, or, you know, I would talk to my caddy or whatever. That's great. Yeah, Let me that's, ask you so I, I like that. Yeah. Go ahead. You and your mom and I, or your mom really, for the last six years have been developing uh, and creating the America's Golf Team. 
can you tell us a little bit about it and why you believe it's such a great program that can truly help uh, not only these four kids on the call, but kids all over the United States? Yeah, so America's America's Golf Team, in a nutshell, is a program designed to help young golfers um, be able to afford to take lessons from people like Cindy and go to tournaments and get the best training that they need. And it is so important because, you know, from playing on, you know, really this all kind of came about when I played on the European tour because I was playing against these players who had support from their home country and they weren't worried about any finances at all. You know, they were traveling on, you know, their, their golf uh, federation's dime and you know it's hard to compete with that so basically America we need America's golf team to succeed so that players like these four on the call you know can really do what they need to do to develop their talent and um, have the training that they need to move on to the next level and succeed that's awesome wow very good um, we only have a few moments uh left, but uh, Mallory, I want to give you the, the final say, just something that you can uh, do to help inspire uh, the four uh, kids on the line here, uh, and then we've got to wrap it up. So um, how, do you make, how do you make it fun for you? I mean, obviously, we want to have fun. We want to be serious at times, and we want to get out there and do our best, um, and, and sometimes the challenge itself can be fun. How do you make golf fun for you? And, and uh, in doing so, how can, it, uh, how can we make it fun for these guys uh, on the line? You know, I think that it's important when you're practicing to, you know, kind of come up with little games or competitions. I've always thrived on competition. That's kind of always been, you know, what made it fun for me was competing. Um, So in practicing, you know, I always like to either play a game with myself if I was just out there by myself or if I was practicing with somebody else, you know, have a chipping contest, have a putting contest, you know, that type of thing to keep it interesting. Because it is, it's long and it's tedious and it's not always fun, Um, but you kind of need to try to make it fun. And, you know, as far as the actual tournament, um, you know, it's good to set small goals and, you know, try to achieve those goals kind of as you go along and not worry so much about, you know, your score, especially at all of your level. You know, you're, you're still trying to improve and you're still trying to get better and shoot better scores and, um, so it's good to have, you know, like goals that you can set. Um, I know that I always used to try to set goals to, you know, not not performance as far as score, but like, okay, let's try to hit, you know, 13 out of 14 fairways today or, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, once you're done with your round, you can kind of check off the box. Okay, I did that. I did that. Oh, didn't do that so well today. I'll work on that later. And then that also allows you to know what your weaknesses are at the moment and then work on them from there. That's awesome. Very good. Some great, yeah, some great advice. Um, Mallory, we're going to let you go because I know that uh, you need to get to starting your day, and and I know that we appreciate you coming on here uh, given that you haven't been uh, feeling too well this morning. But uh, what I'd like to do, Mallory, um, before I do let you go is um, we'll, we'll arrange a time. I'm feeling much better, but we'd love to have you come back on. And I think it might even be fun to have your mother uh, come on as well, have the two of you. I think it'd make for an interesting show, and we can kind of compare notes between the two of you. So, um, Cindy, we'll, we'll reach out to you here in, in a little while, and and, um, and we'll try and get you back on again the show when you're feeling a little bit better. How's that? That sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Mallory. Feel better, honey. All right. Thanks, Cindy. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was uh, our very special guest, uh, Mallory Blackwelder, uh, Symmetra Tour player and, and LPJ player as well. Um, I'm going to say to the four of you as well, just on a quick note before I let you guys go and we wrap up the show, um, continue the hard work, and, and I hope that you were able to, to learn a few things today listening to the show and, and continue to, to listen to, to Cindy and, and Alan uh, as they uh, continue on um, with the own your all of your goals and and, uh, I hope that you'll continue to uh, enjoy this great game and then one final note before I let the four of you go this Thursday 
this Thursday evening coming up, uh, I believe it's the 24th, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Central, I do a show called Golf Talk Live, and Cindy and her husband, Alan, are going to be in the second half of the show, are going to be my uh, special guest this week. So if you would like to call in and turn the tables and ask Cindy and Alan some questions, uh, I invite you to do so. And I'll, I'll give the information to Cindy, and she can send it. And if you're able to do that, at the very least, listen into the show, we'd love to have you join us. If you want to call in as well, uh, guys, we would love to, to have you call in and, and maybe ask Cindy and, and Alan some questions about their golf. How's that? Okay. All right. All right. Guys, thank you very much for joining us tonight on the Point of Golf, and thank we hope you, you enjoyed it. And, thank you. And uh, we're, we're going to have you back again sometime, maybe a little bit later on, to uh, to talk about a bit more golf. But thank you for joining us this morning, guys. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day. All right, bye-bye. Happy Easter. Thank you, too. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. Uh, great kids, uh, Cindy, did fan, doing a fantastic job with them. And, and, I, and I would love to have them come back on again at, at a later date. Uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe periodically as we have some other guests, I think it would be a great opportunity for them to learn uh, and maybe, you know, have some questions in there as well. Um, from some of the, the players that we have on, and, and maybe just as they finish up the academy, maybe a little bit down the, you know, maybe sometime through the summer or after summer, um, you know, when their schedules permit. So we'll set that up as well. And, and again, um, Cindy, I think that we need to get um, Mallory back on the show. Um, you know, we'll give her a little bit of time, but maybe in a few months' time, we'll get her back on and, and maybe uh, have her mother join us as well. I think that would be for an interesting show. Yeah, that would be super. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you, Cindy, for, for having uh, the kids on this morning. And, and on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, uh, I'm Ted Odorico. We want to thank you for tuning in this morning uh, to the Women of Golf Show. We hope you uh, enjoyed uh, the Own Your Game series, and we're going to be coming at you next week uh, with another great guest and uh, also another segment of the Own Your Game series, uh, series. So thank you again on behalf of Cindy Miller and myself, to all of the listeners out there, and again, uh, thank you to, uh, to Alex and to uh, Tori and to Emma and to Annika, thank you very much for joining us. And, of course, to uh, Mallory Blackwelder. Thanks. Have a great uh, week, everybody. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the Women of Golf Show. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.